episode Loaded nine. Oh. Does he sit second, man? No, I don't I think he does. I think Kevin Keegan probably sits second. Oh, my God, what a <laughs> scandal. Austin Eckler versus the cards. Go and fuck yeah. the lot of you. <laughs> Austin Eckler. He's making me like I'm some sort of cameo. Like, I'm coming in and go, I'm yeah. the bag, England to win. Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Loaded Sport, where today we are going to be previewing the divisional round of the National Football League and some huge games that are taking place in the Premier League. As well as that, we've got our third contestant in the list and lock-ins to go through and joining me to go through. We'll start by introducing Sam. Sam, you was ill yesterday. Are you feeling any better today, mate? Yes, much better, mate. Thank you very much for asking. Always always nice to be uh, knowing you're thinking of me. So I am. I have to because on Monday I feel so guilty about the fact that your bets haven't come in that on a Thursday I have Honestly, to. Honestly, you know, fucking seething every 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 Saturday at half five. I'm sat there looking at me uh, my coupon, just thinking that fuck has done me again. Looking at the away games every single time, knowing that something's gone wrong somewhere. I'll yeah. do my best for you this week, mate. Hundred percent. Thank you. That's um, all I can ask. <laughs> excellent, uh, Kemp. How are you, mate? Mr. Dawson, Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike, Mr. White. Thank you. Man with the mic. How are we doing? Very good. Thank you. Yourself? Oh, living every part of my dream. Thank you, matey. I also think about Sam, but I think oh. about him when I'm in Bath instead. <laughs> That's understandable. You're not made of stone, are you, pal? <laughs> no, of course. I'm only human. And uh, last but by no means least, Skin, you all right? Yes, mate, you. I'm very good, thank you. Uh, you you had a good week? Yes, mate, a very good week, thank you. It's it's uh, almost the weekend. We'll uh, we'll get Ooh. stuck into what's happening at the weekend, what we're up to. But I would also like to declare that I do think about Sam, um, and when I think about him, it's when I'm three hours in and I need to get load out. So uh, he brings <laughs> on that so quickly. In Kong. <laughs> Well, uh, we've got plenty of uh, football to be talking about in the next hour or so. And before we get to the lock-ins, we've got a huge game taking place, only made bigger over the last couple of weeks due to the form that Manchester United have been in since the conclusion of the World Cup. And that is Manchester United against Arsenal. A very historical fixture. Skin, I'm going to start with you, first of all, as a United fan. Uh, We found out against Crystal Palace after a book into Casemiro, he will be out for the United-Arsenal game. What's your thoughts on the game and the fact that he won't be a part of it? Uh, I'm going to start by correcting you and saying it's Arsenal against Manchester United because it is at the Emirates, so let's be fair. Um, in terms of Casemiro, naturally is a, a huge miss in that midfield with Arsenal's play and his experience. Now he's been since joining Man United, naturally it's going to be a big loss. But I would like to put on record the likely replacement in that midfield, and that is Fred. Now, people, I've I've mentioned this already today in, to people at work, and I, I've got a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke and a bit of a you don't know what you're talking about reaction. It seemed, but if you go back and watch that Manchester City game last weekend, Kevin De Bruyne, one of the best players in the world, was next to non-existent, and that was because Fred pulled a classic prime under Herrera on Eden Hazard, a prime Jisung Park on Andrea Perlo, and and man marked him and shadowed him all game and did a fantastic job on that. So, I think that Eric Ten Hag will will look at that, look at how good he was and put him in a similar sort of position against Martin Odegaard this uh, this Sunday, which hopefully could neutralise the threat that, that he's provided Arsenal this season. So, obviously things could change now. Casemiro is not going to be in the side, but yeah, it's it's a massive loss, mate. And, and really, I really can't call it. I really can't. I'd love to say Manchester United go to the Emirates on Sunday and complete the double. 
But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised at any of the three possible results. Quite honestly, I don't know about any of you other lads of being being neutrals in it, but yeah. as a as you know, as someone that's invested, I, I I don't know what side to pick. Yeah, I have to agree there. Um why was he still on the pitch at eighty seven minutes? I'll I will never ever understand that. I think yeah. Ten Hag has had a little bit of naivety to the Premier League there. I think I know Kent mentioned he should, he should have uh, come, on, come off at half time. You know what? Even game to 60 minutes, because the United were in absolute control of that game for 60 yeah. minutes. If they take him off, just swap life for life with, with Fred or McTominay, I don't think they miss a beat. I really don't. But uh, they left it and left it. He got booked, and you could just tell it really affected him. The, the whole team just seemed to... You could see the worry on the faces, and Ten Hag stood on the sidelines shaking his head, and, and obviously, a couple of minutes later, balls it back in there with an absolute pillar of a free kick. But, yeah, you're right about the uh, the Arsenal-United game. It's, it's a tough one to call. I think Arsenal probably have a slight edge. Would you say this game is bigger than the Manchester derby just gone, or would you, which one would you say is bigger, Dawson? No, I'd, I'd, I'd say this one, mate, definitely. Arsenal... And Manchester United were probably the the Premier League's biggest rivals for for a number of years, and other than maybe Manchester United against Liverpool, it's probably the biggest rivalry in the whole of the Premier League. You know, we're not we can talk about derbies and who's local to you, but in terms of history, you know, you look back on the late nineties, early two thousands, it was all Arsenal and United, and this for me is is the biggest fixture between the two in what fifteen years. Definitely. Maybe yeah. you know Arsenal dropped off as as we all know, and they're they're seeing that resurgence and Arteta's hard work finally paying off. So yeah, this is probably the biggest fixture between the two, bigger than the one earlier in the season because of the position that Arsenal are in and the form that Manchester United are now in. So yeah, this is this for me is the is the biggest fixture between the two. And yeah, I'd, I'd say around fifteen years, especially in the league. I know they played in the Champions League, but yeah, this this it's a huge game. But yeah, you mentioned uh, um, you mentioned about. Um, Fred doing a job on De Bruyne, but I think yeah. I think to be fair, De Bruyne has not been the same player up, even up until World Cup. It's just we yeah. haven't seen anything from him. Obviously, pre World Cup, he was probably sent, best centre mid on the planet, I'd say. But yeah. for some reason, after that World Cup, being with that that Belgian squad, it's just messed him up a bit, and he just doesn't seem to have hit that same form that pre World Cup. And I I think right now, Martin Odegaard is a far better player, literally like in form. So yeah. I think it's going to take a little bit more than just Fred doing a job of what he did against Bruyne than against Odegaard, because I think he's been absolutely outstanding so far this year. I, I don't disagree with you, and I'm sure Kemp's, you know, he's watched a lot of Arsenal games. I, I really don't disagree with that that statement. I just think it would go a long way to, to try and neutralise that threat, which Arsenal are. They're a massive threat, and... Yeah, like I really, I'd love to say, oh, I think Arsenal will do this. I think United do this, but as I said earlier, like it could be an Arsenal winner, United win a draw, and nothing would really shock me. But Kev, what what do you think, mate? Again, as a neutral, someone that's got a bit of a an interest in what Manchester United are doing, where do you see it going Sunday? I think the Casemiro thing is absolutely huge, and mm. and people are right to talk about it because he is the focal point of 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 everything that Manchester United do. In my yeah. opinion, he's it, defensively he's, he's the most competent in that midfield. Going forward, he's the most creative. You know, Bruno Fernandez kind of plays that number ten role now, which I I think he's always sort of been been best at. Absolutely. So he's not really involved in the middle of the park anymore as well. So I think losing Casemiro is just as big, if not bigger, than people are making it out to be. And that's why I said, you know, in in you know within our group chat that I think he should have dragged him at half time. I agree with Sam that he could have dragged him at sixty minutes, and there'd be no problem with that. But 
you know, I feel like the jeopardy of losing him um, against this Arsenal game was was maybe, you know, not bigger than the Palace game because you've got to take one game at a time, but it was a massive, massive factor. And I think that's the only thing that Ten Hag's done in, well, probably since he's been at Manchester United, where I thought, hmm, you know, he's, he's, he's dropped the ball a little bit there. And is it naivety because of the Premier League? Is it, you know, like Sam said, I, I, I don't know. Is it him not trusting, you know, McTominay or... Or, or one of the other midfielders to kind of fill that void? I, I don't know. But I think before that happened with Casemiro and the ban, I would have probably edged towards a draw or maybe United nicking it. Mm-hmm. But I do think Casemiro yeah. is that important. And, and I think ultimately after that, um, I think Arsenal will probably, you know, I, I just edge Arsenal to come away with the win. They'll certainly not be my lock of the week, but no. uh, I'd, I'd certainly sort of err on the side of Arsenal after, after obviously what has happened with Casemiro and Rashford didn't look good against Palace oh, either. I think. Fuck you, terrible. If he it, it, yeah, yeah, and if he doesn't pick up his performance against Arsenal, then you know he's, he's going to be uh, they're going to be struggling big time. What's um, sure, what's your what's, what's what's your boy's opinion of it, Kem? Arsenal fan, you may. What's, what's he uh, to, to be fair, reason? I've not I've not spoke to him much about this game uh, this weekend. He, he he tends to keep fairly quiet about games until they're sort of right around the corner or they're just right. about to kick off, and then he'll lay all his cards on the table. <laughs> he wants to tempt fate. Um, <clears throat> no, that's fair. He's, he's confident. I, I think he and, and he'll he'll be the first person to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he uh, understands that Arsenal need reinforcements in a few key areas on the oh, pitch. Oh God, yeah, that's he gets clear. that. Um, you know they lost lost out on on the Mudrick signing, or and, and I think they might lose out on um, another signing as well for another player. I can't remember his name, but I think he's another. I think he's a fullback, uh, and they might be missing out on another one to uh, to even potentially Chelsea. So he understands the uh, the importance of getting players in and over the line. Uh, but you know, I'm sure he'll be shitting himself about the game this weekend because, as I've said before, he's a very uh, not a negative Arsenal fan, but a very sceptical Arsenal fan, given the the stuff that he's seen in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. So I've just got yeah, a quick well, you just question. said um, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, mate. You just said about uh, obviously Arsenal losing out on a few transfers. Obviously, they have recently, literally today, signed uh, Leandro Trossard, have they not? I'm not so sure if it's been confirmed say, yeah. as a signing. I know they're in talks with him. There's been a fear green. I think Fab said, here we go. So yeah, I think it's, it's pretty almost, much done. Yeah, it's a done deal. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, it's it's an okay signing, you know. Trossard's played pretty well, but you know how many times have we seen a player sign that for, for, from a Brighton or a Villa or whatever and go to a a top top club and and make a real impact? I'm not sure yeah. that if I was Arteta, if one of my players went down and I, I took Trossard on, I'm not sure I'd see it in terms of a quality standpoint as a like for like. You know, I don't think it's a bad signing for the money. But um, I think you know they'll need a couple more than just Trossard. Not not taking anything away from him, but I think they might need a couple more than that. I, yeah. I personally think it's a very good signing because it offers exactly I what agree. we were debating before the World Cup between Arsenal and City, and it's it's squad depth. He's a good player. He's proven in the Premier League, despite playing for Brighton, despite not being a high-profile player. He's consistently for a while now played at a very good level. So. Putting yeah. him in that Arsenal team with that coach and surrounded by that higher level player, that's only going to elevate him. And, and he looks. He's not like a bad signing. Kind of no, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not looking at it thinking, "Fuck me, they've dropped ball there." I'm not thinking like that at all. I think I'm more thinking, you know, it's it's an okay signing, but they'll they probably need a couple more. Um, you know, again, it's not horrendous, but 
it's not, I don't, it doesn't blow my socks off either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's, I don't know if that's what he'll be thinking, uh, but that's certainly what I'm thinking. But hey, I don't think they'll win title and they might prove me wrong on that one as well. So we'll see. The question I've got for you, it's on the back of the signings that you've just mentioned. I don't mind who wants to answer it first, but Kemp, you've just said they've missed out on Mudrick, they've missed out on a couple of other signings, one of which you believe has gone to Chelsea. Why is it that Arsenal, top of the league, I know a couple of weeks ago there were comments on the forum about how why players would want to sign for Chelsea, but why do you think Arsenal are missing out on so many key signings that could really help squad depth? They're at the top of the league, they're playing some very nice football. Why is it that you feel they're missing out? Well, they're being smart with their business and it's not a bad Money. thing. Money. It's not a bad thing. They are being smart with their business. You know, I think it's widely regarded and 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 sort of fairly well known that Chelsea have probably overpaid a little bit for for Mudrick, and they've offered him what is it eight and a half year deal or something yeah. ridiculous like that. Um, you know, so I think they they're sort of looking at it from their standpoint and saying, right, we're in a good position. We don't want to, you know, overplay our hand. And if Chelsea want, you know, if Todd Bowley wants to come along and play football manager, let him. And we're going to do our business and we're going to do it, you know, on our terms. And I don't think that's a bad thing. But, you know, I think if Arsenal lay all the cards on the table and pay Mudrick a fortune and he don't work, you know, it could upset the apple cart. And, and at the minute, Arsenal do not need that. They do not need the apple cart upsetting. They need to keep on the straight and narrow. So in they've, that respect... They've got to where they are by doing it, it their way. Yeah, and, I, and in that respect, I think Trossard's a fairly decent signing because... They've not brought him in on a ridiculous amount. You know, again, I think he's an okay, decent signing. They've not brought him in on a ridiculous amount. He's not a massive name who's going to command, you know, loads of money and guaranteed first team football, whereas, you know, Mudrick potentially would. So I think they're boxing clever. It's not knocking my socks off, but maybe that's what Arsenal need to do. And and maybe that's what, you know, Chelsea are in dire straits. So maybe that's why they're making these crazy signings for all this money. And Arsenal are looking at it thinking, well, we're a few points clear. Let's just keep, you know, steady the ship. Yeah, and Skin, the last time the two sides met in the league, United won by three goals to one. As it stands, that is the only defeat Arsenal have had in the Premier League this season. So it adds a little bit extra fuel to Manchester United to be able to do the double over the current league leaders. It gets them closer to Arsenal, of course, with a win as well. Are we expecting to see a lot more passion come from this game than what we've seen in recent Arsenal-United fixtures? I know plenty of people, myself included, missed the days of Henri against Rude, uh, Keane against Vieira, that sort of passion that Arsenal against United became sort of like a dead game, so to speak, to some people. Yeah, like I said earlier, it's the biggest Arsenal United game in around 15 years in terms of the league. So, 100%, it's going to be fiery. It's probably going to be one of the best atmospheres that Emirates has probably ever had. That might be a bit of a bold statement, but why not considering all the circumstances? So, yeah, 100%, it's 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 prime time. It's it's headline football, which is what you want that fixture to be. It's what we grew up on, you know, our generation. It's what the generation before us remembers as, you know, proper football in quotation marks, as it's been termed a lot. So it's it will be good for sort of the younger generation to see what us and people older than us hold so fondly about that fixture. But you mentioned there, Adam. You know, the, the what made those derbies were the personalities. You yeah. may, you know, you didn't even mention Fergie and Wenger. I mean, what a rivalry that was for the yeah. for the longest time. And what respect shown between, you know, Fergus and Wenger, Keane, uh, Vieira, you know, all these these players that really got into it and um, 
and, and, and had some really good battles over the years. And I think that's what's key, you know, key to this. I don't think it's just because Arsenal are first and United are third and they're both looking a lot better than they have in previous seasons. It's the personalities. That's the difference. You know, you've got Varane and, and Martinez, you know, two really solid, strong personalities in that back line. You know, Granite Xhaka um, is a really strong personality. Aaron yeah. Ramsdale's really starting to come out of his shell now and look really confident. Saka's a, a fantastic player with a with a great infectious personality more than anything else. But I can see there being a little bit of nastiness um, in the game. And that's what that's what I like. That's what we want oh, yeah. as football fans. Sweet we want to see that. Want to see that passion and want to see that that nastiness in these sort of games that we, like you just said, Dawson, remember from our youth. So again, yes, it's because of where they where the, the clubs are and the teams are in the positions in the league. But I think just as importantly is that you're starting to see players now with real confidence, real personality. Um, and and I think that's gonna that's what's gonna make for a, a really interesting game. Shall we uh before we uh introduce Aaron and move on to the main event, the listener locking, shall we put our names to a prediction? Why not? Go on in, yeah. Sam. You kick it off. Uh, 2-2. I was going to go with that. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say one apiece. I'll I'm piece. also going to go. I'll also take one apiece because, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm really stuck. So I'll sit on the fence and uh, go for a, a goal apiece. Cam, what about you, mate? Are you going to declare gonna a winner? Say, yeah, I'm going to say 2-1 Arsenal. Interesting. I just think it will go two nil and then a late goal. I think it'll United, be. What, what I think it'll be one nil United, and then one one two one. Tell you what, if Arsenal can do that and come from behind, that is that is the statement that they are real title contenders, won't it? So. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And if they did, you know, I wouldn't be buzzing because it goes against the the, the prediction <laughs> that I made. But yeah, I'm with I you, mate. I'm with you. The way it's going, I can just see, you know, um, that that's that's what I can see. You know, I mean, I mean, Casemiro, as I mentioned. Well, yeah. Let's not let's not forget though. Like I, I said, they have beat them once this season without Casemiro. So, yeah. you know, they beat them three one as well. I know they had a goal ruled out early on. Uh, that you know, VAR ruled it out for a foul further back up the field, but they have beat like them already this season. Yeah, so. but like I mentioned though, you know, Casemiro concerned me and that's that's sort of the tipping point as to why I think United won't win. I think the reason why I think Arsenal will win and it's what's tipped me over completely to the other side was Rashford's performance against Palace because he was really, really poor. Um, and and if he does, you know, I'm, I'm not that confident in him rebounding from that in 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 this game. If he does, you know, great, you know, fantastic. But I, I don't think I can see it. I think I can see him having another bit of a bit of a lacklustre performance. Um, so, I, honest, you know, I honestly, I honestly think, I honestly think this game coming up is a better game for Rashford than the Palace game because Palace sat in a lot and he just it, it was trying far too much. He was trying to beat players. He was trying to he did little tricks here and there, and it just weren't happening for him. But you know, if he just takes it back to basics like he will against Arsenal, he'll sit on that shoulder. He'll but try we, and come out from left, and I think he'll be able to get in behind him. But I it think changes. It's a better game yeah. For him. No, I'm I'm not sure. I mean. You look at the way that he performed against Palace. You're absolutely right. They did sit in and they did they didn't make it easy for him. But you know, Rashford in recent weeks against teams that have sat in, he's still way more effective than he was in that game. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. I get it. I, I completely understand. And you know, United on the break. You know, Rashford could beat the trap and 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 get you know get going and and motor on and and score. But it's he's a bit things with Rashford as well. He's a big confidence player. And I think yeah. that performance will have knocked his confidence. And like I say, I'm, I'm hoping you're right and I'm hoping I'm wrong. But, you know, he's a confidence player and I think that will have knocked him a little bit. 
it's it's just to very quickly put my point in on that with Rashford. Like he was always going to have a slower game at some point. Like yeah. the, he's been in phenomenal form, the best form of his career really, in terms of consistency over mm, a longer period. Yeah. So he, he was always going to have an off game. Palace did very well to contain him, but Emirates, uh, you know, wider pitch, playing a team that are going to be more attacking, potentially more open. Don't forget they're going to be very similar play styles as they were in the first game at Old Trafford earlier in the season where Rashford scored twice. So it, it, I'm not saying that he's going what to play this weekend. But that's what concerns me about him. He's a, he's a, he's a form player. Rashford is absolutely a form player. Rashford well, has been in the past, have... but... He, Rashford's not he, a player, in my opinion, that'll have you know seven out of tens all season. Rashford will be a player that'll have you know ten ten games where he's a nine out of ten or an eight out of ten, and yeah, then he'll have fifteen where he's a four. Yeah, yeah, it'll go missing a lot. That's what I mean. And again, I hope it doesn't happen, and I hope I'm wrong because personally, I, I prefer United than, than Arsenal. I am a neutral in a sense, but I prefer United and Arsenal and I've backed City to win league, so it would help my cause. <laughs> Just, just, just how I see the situation. I'm, you know. And against I Palace, just, he played the skin role in the goal, didn't he? He got the assist of the assist. He did, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I just think Rashford of the past, absolutely. But this is a different Marcus Rashford we're talking about. You know, he's he's had his mental health struggles, as he's widely spoken about. His new celebration of pointing to the head, you know, is a, a bit of a touch on that and how he's worked on his own mental strength, and and that is paying off in his form. So. I personally won't be looking at his form in the past and and seeing that affecting him moving forward because he's a he's a different person and yeah, clearly sure right. he's a different player. Yeah, Fair I hope enough. you're right. I hope okay. you're right. Lads, are we ready? We are. I'm we so are. ready. Then in just a few moments' time, we are going to kick off the third listener lock-in. Welcome back to episode 23 of Loaded Sport. It is now fuck time. off. Don't fuck off me. It is now time <laughs> for the listener lock-in. Welcome in to, for the third week, the third attempt, should I say. Aaron Lord. Aaron, yes, hello. Aaron. Welcome to Loaded Sport. Good hello. evening. Good evening, chaps. Good evening. I'm very happy Good to evening. be here. How are you, mate? How are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. No, I'm um, I'm excited. I've uh, done my research. Buzzing when I got the call up, and it's a proud moment for me and the family. So no, I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. Thanks for having me. They're all listening right wireless now. This this is not your first uh, sports audio uh, appearance, mate. I know it's going to be going into your top one, mate, but talk talk us through your previous experience. What's on CV? Yeah, so um, obviously you were right. This is my number one experience. But I actually had an experience three years ago um, on Talk Sport on the Drive Time show. Go on, nice. um, with uh, Adrian Dunham and uh, Darren Goff. And and Adrian Rouge. Durham, what a twat. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was uh, pre-COVID, so it was 2019, and they were discussing the 2020 England squad. And I'm driving back from a previous job, and they were discussing who they should take to the Euros that was going to be 2020. So I ring up. This is when Sheffield United were top five, top six in the Prem at that time. Oh, um, what, a, what a time. Uh, what a yeah, time. And I, I rang up Kempin, you'll probably back it, mate. And I thought Jack O'Connell deserved a call up at the time, but absolutely, I said, I said that, and then he's not played a game for two and a half years. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't call him up. But yeah, so Fucking me, Kurt, it's your fault he's been injured for two and a half years. Then. <laughs> so you've uh, cursed him. Isn't he the actor had... from Derby? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Yo>, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we had a conversation, and uh, Darren Goff was like, "Well, 
as a Sheffield United fan, is this the best? And I was going, yeah, under Chris Wilder, the best football I've ever seen. And and they were all backing me, to be fair, with Jack O'Connell. And they kind of cut me off for a guy from Reading, which some might experience up. But yeah, <laughs> Still no, fuming um, about that, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not angry or anything. I went searching for this guy on Facebook for a week. But, um, <laughs> but no, it was uh, an experience, got through. Um, and yeah, said my five, ten minute piece on TalkSport. But this is the number one place to be for your sport commentary and conversation. So I'm happy wow. to be here. There we go, Aggie, take it away with the first question. Yeah, the first question, who do you support and why? So, as many people know, uh, but for those that don't, I am a avid Sheffield United fan. Um, of the Blades. Of the Blades, correct, Sam White. Um, but no, I'm a avid Sheffield United fan. I've had a please don't name drop me for security reasons, please. I've had a season ticket for many years, um, and it's basically down to my old man and my granddad. So my granddad's had the same season ticket for 60, 70 years. Um, my dad took me to my first game. Um, and then I remember going to from 2004 onwards with my other grandparents. Uh, bought my first season ticket. About 12 of the family used to go down. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just been drilled into me and it's kind of part of the blood and part of my weekly routine going to the lane and uh, watching the Blades at the moment. So, yeah. Where's your, uh, where's your granddad's season ticket, Aaron? South Stand, Road G, nice. C114, yeah. Gangway G. Gangway G, right, so you're yeah. on way towards the way end then? Yes, no, I'm Gangway H, my scene ticket, because I sit with my old ah, man right. and my brother now, but yeah, we're the ones right. that give all the abuse to away fans, and look yeah, at us yeah. and they go, he, he's hard him, I don't want to mess mm. with him, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, the t- I'm the tough one at the top. I thought, I thought, I think I saw you actually. I think all Stoke fans were uh, were sort of pointing at you. Battering you know, fuck at him. We need, to, yeah. we need to avoid him after a game. He's, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. him. So, uh, yeah. It, it, so, it, it's, it is tough, mate. I'll be honest, mate. And it's, it's often I get police carried me out, but it is what it is. And it's part, <laughs> part of the game. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go on with the uh, listener lock in then. So, uh, you've got a very high score of one out of six to beat. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I, I, I just want to jump in there, because uh, Kerouin keeps messaging about this, and he, and he asked that I put the disclaimer out there that he got one out of five, because he had Mitrovic as his score who didn't play, so it is a, a void bet technically. So uh, taking that into account, the average listener performance slash success rate at the minute was sat at 17%, but after Kerouin pointed that out, it has now risen to an almighty 20%. That so, uh, is 3% by default. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just, just by a void. So yeah, uh, Jason... Up the listeners. Uh, up the listeners. You're, you're good friends with uh, Jason Aaron. I know you know that he had a shocker last week, so... Um, yeah, I would imagine you'll at least beat him, but yep. aim for that, aim for that two and above, which we know is known as the Kemp, uh, to try and take top spot on the leaderboard um, as it stands. Hundred percent. Just want to put a quick disclaimer out as well. If anyone's got any footage of Jay Young playing the role of a centre attacking midfielder, <laughs> please send it to me. Uh, I will bank transfer you the money, but I do want the footage of him playing a cam role. So if anyone's uh... got that, let me know. <laughs> I, thought, I think I saw him do it on pro clubs once, but it's not the same, is it? So <laughs> That was his lad playing FIFA, mate, not Jay. He's <laughs> too late, Aaron. He's already sold that footage to you being framed, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Doing really it done. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, anyway, go on, uh, so Aaron, you've been asked to put together a lock for a team that you feel most confident to get a result between Friday and Sunday. So what team are you going for? Don't do it, Aaron. Don't, don't, don't do it, man, mate. The team I have selected to win this weekend for my lock-in, uh, the reasons for this is they're currently top of their current league. They That's are at home, unbeaten in the last six. 
They've lost three all season and they're playing a team that have only won two of the last six. So my pick is Plymouth Argyle. Oh, You're a fucking oh, prick. That's mine. Oh, oh, that, that man on one pick. as well. Shit. That is my pick for mm. the lock-in. Fucking hell. You're a knobber because mm. you knew I'd had them in last man standing, so you knew I would win them. Fantastic as well was the was the really low slow build up to it as yeah, well, yeah. where yeah. one detail after another, and you think, oh fuck, oh fuck. yeah, because Rick <laughs> ripping the band-aid off slowly. Yeah, yeah. as soon as he said <laughs> top of their league, I was like, he's going Plymouth, and then when he's going through what stats, I'm thinking, this is all the fucking yep. prep that I've got for when I say Plymouth in a minute. So got it, <laughs> but yeah, great pick, mate. I I would hope that that's going to be a tick for you because uh, thank and, you. Weirdly enough, in the third week, you, you should be the first person to get the lock right. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not holding my breath. Ag, yeah, take it away. What's the wheel saying? Yeah. So I spun the wheel earlier, and for the first time, I get to go first. Hey. Oh, um, and on. I did write two down. I wrote one down, then realised it's who Aaron supports, so he's going to go with them. I was putting down, and I'm going to stick by him now that he's taken my backup. I'm going to go Sheffield United to beat Hull there it is. on Friday, Friday at 7:45, night, yeah. and it's Great at home, so I've gone for a home team as well for you. So thank you. Yes, oh, you're very Great welcome. Uh, so yes, down the reason, and you've got two Blades fans. Uh, give us your give us your reasons, and let's see if they uh, agree or disagree. I just think the world's apart from from Hull and a lot of sides in the Championship. There's a reason why they're second and the closest to Burnley. Both are playing fantastic football in some good form. Granted, the other day they didn't play the greatest in the second half, but like Kemp and Aaron have already pointed out, that's how you grind out the results and that's how you get promoted and win championships. So I think they've got enough about them to see off Hull. Like it. Kemp, yeah, I think I agree. And if I weren't a blade myself, uh, I'd have probably backed him for my locking as well. But I'll uh, make a point of I will absolutely never back the blades for a locking because I know as soon as I do, they'll uh, they'll fuck up. Although with my record, if I do, they'll probably fucking you know the opposite will happen. So you never know. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree with us. We're looking at the the footage today as well from training the likes of Ollie McBurney looking like he might be coming back and plays like that. Um, I agree with you, being a blade, I expect to win tomorrow, but yeah, good choice, Adam, great choice, great club. Nice one, thank you. Second up on the wheel was Skin. Oh, take that, mate. Fuck's sake. Yeah, um, I, I really wanted Plymouth, like I said, I've, I've picked him in, in my last man standing this weekend, I'm, I'm one of the final two, um, and I am going to take my backup, which is the other team that the last person remaining with me has picked, that is Sheffield Wednesday at oh, home. You dirty bastard. So, mate, at home to Fleetwood. Apologies oh. to you Blades fans out there. Uh, reasons for that. I'm, that's not Wednesday. why you're a prick. That's not why you're a prick. You're a prick because you took my lock. Yeah, <laughs> okay, mine too. Mine too. I'm about to say, fuck Blades fans. You took my lock, you couldn't. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, they've only lost one of the last 13. Well, well they, even more than that. They've lost one out of the last 19. Sorry, should I say. Um, they've only drawn five of them. So they're in phenomenal form. They've won, well, I'll lose count if I start counting how many of their last um, home games they've won and they've only drawn a couple. Fleetwood, not too bad away, to be fair to them. They've won three out of the last five uh, away from home, but I just think if we're if we're looking at teams that I'm confident will win this weekend, Chef Wednesday will be my, uh, my second choice behind uh, the Plymouth that I really wanted. But yeah, second in League One behind Plymouth, Fleetwood, Aren't too bad away. They're fifth in the in the table, but their recent form uh, compared to Chef Wednesday's is just uh, a, a, there's a bit of a gap there. So I'm confident enough in going Chef Wednesday this weekend. Okay, next up, and hopefully this has given him enough time to find a second one. If you didn't have, already have one written down, is Mr. Kemp. Oh my God, oh, I did, and it's my third choice because Plymouth were my backup. 
Oh, so, shit. Was Chef Wednesday your me, number one, were they then? Yeah, Chef Wednesday oh, okay. were my number one, Plymouth were my number two, so I'm down to my third string. And uh, they tell you what, if it's anything like Brock Purdy, mate, it's not going to well, be too bad. After tonight's performance so far, I'm not sure about backing them, but here we go. It's Man City to beat Wolves. Oh, my God, it's picked mine. Fuck Um, sake. Yeah, tonight's performance, obviously, so far, they've conceded two two goals in, you know, quick succession, so, as we record, but uh, I'm I'm quite confident that they'll uh, they'll beat Wolves as, as, you know, Adam's just said there's you know there's there's levels to this game and there's levels to football and and City are on a, a bit of a different uh, different level to Wolves the vast majority of the time so uh, I'm going to go Manchester City and just drag this a look out a little bit just so that Sam can scramble and get himself another pick. Yeah, I've got one, mate. It's uh, it's, it's <laughs> don't, don't sound too happy about it's it. It's the mate. least it's the least confident lock I am ever going to submit. Right, and I have luckily this was my backups backup. Like I, I searched beginning of the show because I told you, didn't I? I had a feeling my backups, were, my yeah. locks were going to go. Mm-hmm. Man City was my number one. Chef Wednesday was my number two. Thankfully, I did do a little bit of digging just as a, <clears throat> you know, last minute job. I was, I'm glad I did, to be honest. <sighs> have you ever heard <laughs> of a lock being nineteenth place in the league? Never. <laughs> no. I mean, so it's unprecedented. I am going for Colchester, 19th place, at home, against Gillingham, who are rock bottom in yeah. 24. Do you, know, do you know what? It, it's tough, that. I, I watched the, uh, the Gillingham Car- uh, Leicester game on the FA Cup. Yeah. And they've um, appointed... Oh, what's his name? They've got that, the new guy, Neil Harris, the gaffer. Um, yeah. Kenny Jackett is director of football, but they signed three or four players from League Two that are they've currently... They've got new owners, haven't they? Exactly. So they've got this big American yeah. investor in. Risky pick that, Sam. Where Mate, you pulled that from? I, I don't know. know. Well, it's, I'm, going by, I'm going by current form, which is saying Colchester, despite... I don't know how they're 19th. They must have come off at bottom because they've won, they've won four out of the last five, Colchester. And yeah. Gillingham have won once in the last five. So I'm just going by purely recent form. Uh, we don't think we've ever had a lot, because I say this far down the table before, but it's it's no. my third it's my third pick, so you've got to excuse it. And, and I'm going to go purely on form. It's Colchester at home against Gillingham. Yeah. Colchester do sit second in the League Two form table with 12 points from the last five uh, ahead of teams that are a lot higher than them in the table. So, yeah, Sam, to be fair, Based on recent form alone, it, it is a solid pick with Gillingham line bottom still of that uh, form table being the last five games. So just based on that purely alone, it's not the worst pick in the world and probably uh, some generous odds to go towards you uh, back in yeah, the locks. that's a good point, actually. I'm just, uh, just going to add it now. OK, Aaron. That... Oh, Aaron, Hello. back round to you for the, uh, the goal score. Anyone from the Premier League all the way through to the National League? So this player I've picked... Um, due to the, the team flying high at the moment, they are in a good run of form. Um, they're playing against a team that, that they beat an opposition last week comfortably. But my pick for the goal scorer is Ishmael Assar from Watford against Rotherham on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Uh, for a moment, with what you were saying there, I thought you were going to steal mine, but thankfully you haven't. So hopefully, <laughs> I haven't even taken a backup this week. I'm that confident that no one's going to take him. So I got a bit worried then. <laughs> OK, um, in the typical snake format, Sam, over to you. Hey, hey. call him uh, a snake. <laughs> I am going to have to go. I'm going to have to default here, aren't I? And just go to the the, the machine that is Erling Haaland. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've backed him every single week whenever it's dropped to me. 
I just think the playing Wolves, as we know, obviously, what, was it to Kemp's lock, was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's got to be a bounce-back game at this point, hasn't it? especially as, as as we're recording, currently 2-0 down at home to Tottenham. Um, they've got no choice but to get a, get a win by Ulk or by a Crook uh, against Wolves at the weekend. So, yeah, I think he'll be a big part of that, and I think he'll score. OK. Uh, Kemp, up next. Yeah, Sam, bless your heart, you've took mine, which is fine. Um, <laughs> uh, the exact same reasons, you know, especially with tonight and what's going on. You know, ultimately, you'd expect City to have the bit between the teeth at home, a, a game that they really should win, and Harland to have the bit between his teeth as well. So uh, I was going to go with that. But no matter, no matter, I have got a backup, and his name is Johnson Clark Harris. He's nice. uh, Peterborough United's top goal scorer this season. He's got 13 goals in 25 games. They are playing Charlton, who are a bit so-so this season. Yeah. They've conceded 36 goals, so, you know, more than, you know, the, the teams below them in, in some respects. So, they do ship a few goals and, uh, and Johnson Clark Harris scores a few goals. So, fingers crossed he can score one this weekend and get me, uh, get me another uh, notch on the leaderboard. So, Johnson Clark Harris for me. Okay, Skin. I'm going to go to the Saturday lunchtime kickoff, Liverpool versus Chelsea, and I'm taking Mohamed Salah. Ooh. Now, may not seem like the most obvious pick. I will point out he is my first choice this week, and the reason wow. for that is wow. he's not having his best season by a he's country not. mile with only seven Premier League goals so far this season, but in games versus teams that we would typically call the big six, yeah. he has five, big goals game, yeah. In, yeah, five goals in four games, so... Um, I think it's only Arsenal, I want to say, that he's not scored against. He's scored in every other game against the Big Six so far. So if he's going to score and get back in some kind of form, it's going to be Saturday for me, especially with the form that Chelsea are in. Seven losses in the last 10 games. So, yeah, Mo Salah for me. Big game player. Big yeah, game player. He was, my, uh, he was my backup backup. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a decent pick as well. Well done. Thankfully, Thanks. mine somehow hasn't been taken. So I'm just looking over the stats to make sure I've got everything right, and I have. Last week, his side scored five in a 5 0 win. He they scored score upon any. his return to this team. He did. He did. <laughs> when he first played for them, he scored 31 goals in 54 games before making it to the Premier League. How many and clean sheets has he kept? Because obviously he's, you know, side, Golden Glove winner, probably. The side is up against. Hasn't had a clean sheet since the 2nd of December. So I'm going for Charlie Austin here. to score for Swindon wow. against Walsall. Charlie Austin? You're Australia. Swindon now. I don't think Charlie Aston's ever had a bigger fanfare than that right there. I know. Yeah. To be fair, he wanted him a couple of weeks ago when he first signed for Swindon. And uh, obviously, I used to live in Swindon. So I've, Swindon have seemed to have this strange trend, not so much the last five years or so. Swindon a lot. But they had this strange trend of having a striker that was way too good for them, including Charlie Austin back in the day. That was kind of where he made his name before. As Adam said, he started to move up the ranks and eventually played in the Premier League. So um, I think Adam's living on past glories. Charlie Austin is not the player he used to be. I'm a massive fan of him. I will put that out there. But yeah, he's he's obviously gone back there as a bit of a you know, homecoming hero. Swan song. Say it how you want, mate. Yeah. He's scored in 100% of the games he's played for them since he went back. Oh. How many games did he play? <laughs> no, Adam. One. 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 <laughs> Conversion, I like it. Right. Um, Sam, Sam Alabas for England, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greatest manager. Um, onto yeah, the third uh, greatest manager ever behind Sir Alf Ramsey and Kevin Keegan. Kevin Keegan. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> On to uh, the wild card, then, Aaron. Over to you. So, I've gone for a team um, 
that are currently fifth in their form table in the league. Uh, they've won the last three. Um, they are at home. Um, and my team is the home of Mr. Tyson Fury. So I'm going to back Morecambe Ooh, this weekend as my fuck. wild card. That's my back of the bitch. So I'm, I'm going with yeah. Morecambe this weekend for my uh, my wild card pick. I thought Morecambe was safe there. Jesus. Not not when I've been spending hours on head-to-head. He's had readers on, hasn't he? He's not about this kid. I've had the glasses on this week, mate. I've been researching. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I am worried. You just took it. Now now you're worried your first choice is about to go somewhere. It is, isn't it? Nailed on. It's it's sad a minute. Well, it is me, and I don't have a backup, so thankfully it's me first. Um, My wild card is bottom of the Premier League Southampton to be Aston Villa. You fucking brick. Oh, oh. first choice or backup, Ken? First fucking choice. Oh, brutal. Go on, Aggie. Um, Southampton have won the last three games they are bottom of the league but I think there's something in that game that just makes me think that Southampton could go out there and cause an upset the confidence they've got from beating City albeit in the Cup has got to be playing somewhere for them so I think uh, I think there's a very real chance they're going to upset Villa Very enough Skin over to you Is it me next? It is you next yeah Oh, okay. I'm I'm really stuck on two. I've I've put two teams down and I've not committed to one being my, my first choice um and the other being my backup. And to be honest, I'm really, really, really struggling to the point where I might just say someone else go next and then I'll and come back to me. But right, I'll go with my, my the second choice because my first choice it is it's neck and neck on the bookies odds. So I don't want any, you know, grey areas. So um Kemp, you picked a Peterborough player to as your scorer earlier. Um, Clark actually, Harris, correct. Yeah, I'm going to take Charlton to win that game uh, at okay. Peterborough. Um, reason being, Charlton in relatively decent form, winning three out of their last five. That one of those losses was away at Man United, as we know in the cup. So, um, three wins out of their four last four league games. Peterborough have been in pretty shocking form. They're not the team that they have been in the past. It's one of the reasons why they've brought back in Duncan Ferguson. I always say Duncan Ferguson, Darren Ferguson. Um, But they have lost three out of the last four home games in the league. Charlton aren't great away either. But again, I I just think it's one of those games where Charlton could nick a win and be one of those where I look at Saturday evening thinking, oh, they'd have been an half-decent pick for for the wildcard. So I'll go Charlton. Okay, Kemp, have you uh, got yourself a backup? Yeah, I've got myself a backup. I've got myself a backup, don't you worry. So I have gone for a bit of a curveball, and Dawson probably won't like this one because it's uh, backing against his man. But <laughs> I've gone for Sunderland to beat Middlesbrough. 12 okay. o'clock kickoff on you Sunday. You mentioned this, didn't you, Aaron, the other day? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I just thought that Stadium Alive, probably the same reason as what you chose to be fair, Kemp. Like, it's well, it's you know, local derbies are always toss ups, everybody knows that. Um, I, I feel like Middlesbrough, in that you know, Carrick got off to a fantastic start. You know, Dawson, you were absolutely right to hype him up as much as you did. I don't think anybody can uh, can can argue with that, but I feel like in in, in more recent games, they've struggled. They, they beat Millwall in their last game, but it was far from convincing from what I from what I saw and read, and then they got battered by Brighton 5-1, albeit obviously in the cup with, with Brighton being in the league above. But I don't know, I just feel as though you know anything can happen in a uh, in a local derby. Sunderland, Stadium, as Aaron just said, will be rocking and uh, feel like they could nick it. So I'm going Sunderland as my wild card. 
Okay, Sam. See if uh, see if Sam takes the uh, the other pick that I had ready. And I'll, yeah. I'll drop it if not. So yeah, I'm quite lucky because they they <clears throat> they were my um, they were my backup and they've not gone. So quite happy with that. It's Bristol City at home to beat Blackburn. Okay. Bristol City currently 17th in the league. Blackburn a fifth. Uh, Bristol City unbeaten in the last three, and Blackburn have won one in the last four. So I'm just going by the uh, the home form there, and I've got a feeling Bristol City could just uh, put a spanner in the works for Blackburn. Okay. The uh, the the other team that I'd prepped was Forest to win at Bournemouth, but oh, I'll never yeah, that in my life. Uh... I'll not I'll not ever go for Forest again. It's put me off now after everything that happened last time. So. There we go. Right, so that's the first half of the listener lock-in done. Skin, you've got three more fixtures for us. Yes, so Aaron, this is for you specifically, mate, to complete your six questions for six potential points to stick yourself somewhere on that leaderboard where at the end of May we'll review it and and see where you land. So um, I need score predictions for the following three games, please, mate. And the first one is, as always, the team that you support, Sheffield United versus Hull. Oh, it'd be an interesting game. Um, but I do back us. Bramwell Lane, Yorkshire Derby. Can see Hull scoring, so I'm going to go for 3-1 to the Blades. 3-1 to the Blades. Your second game is the Saturday early kickoff that we mentioned already, and that is Liverpool versus Chelsea. Um, difficult fixture, considering both teams form at this present moment in the league um, but I just think Anfield Chelsea with the position they're in just think Liverpool might have a little bit too much for them I'm going to go Liverpool 2-1 Liverpool 2-1 nice and your third and final score prediction complete in your six questions overall is the game that we discussed earlier in the football section the game of the weekend Arsenal versus Manchester United so I think Casemiro being suspended for the game is a massive loss for Man United, especially going to the Emirates. Um, if he was playing, I'd have probably looked at a draw. But with that, I'm going to go for an Arsenal 2-0 win. 2-0, wow. Clinical. Oh, very interesting. So just to confirm then, mate, your lock is Plymouth. Your score is Sar for Watford. Your wild card is Morecambe. You've got Sheffield United to beat Hull 3-1, Liverpool to beat Chelsea 2-1 and Arsenal to beat Manchester United 2-0. We'll yep. uh, review those on next week's review show, mate. I don't. I would like to say you can't do any worse than what's happened so far, but <laughs> you, you never, never know. One, one correct answer out of the possible. We'll call it 11 just for Kerouin's benefit. Um, still isn't the best percentage, but we'll, uh, before we move on to... Uh, to preview divisional round in the NFL, Aaron, we'll uh, we'll end on the same question that we're going to ask everybody throughout this segment and throughout the rest of the season. Who is your sporting hero and why? So my sporting hero, um, on reflection, is going to be a Sheffield United player. Um, he's probably not sung from the rooftops as, as much as he should be, but he he was the main centre-half during my come-up at Sheffield United, the big, hard, tough man, the number five at the back, captained us in the Premier League in 2006 and seven. My sporting hero is the big centre-half himself, Mr Chris Morgan. Kemp, you happy with that? Yeah, absolutely delighted. And I, I completely, I completely agree in the sense that Chris Morgan's a, an absolute legend of the lane. Uh, met him a few times, loveliest bloke in, you know, in, in the world when you meet him. 
but um, you know, get on the wrong side of him and he'll uh, he'll, he'll be <laughs> a kick in the arse and the rest of it. Yep. So uh, yeah, top quality bloke by all accounts. Uh, top blade, you know, was was never the best footballer, but you know, he, he were an hard man and you won't mess with him. And uh, yeah, in my opinion, like I say, a definite legend of the lane. And uh, he was the uh, the focal point of that centre back partnership uh, when uh, with, with Jagielka when I was on the yep. club at the lane as well. So uh, fond memories of that team and fond memories of Chris Morgan. So we're uh, delighted that you've picked him there, Aaron. Was he the one with shit on his hands, Gaffer? <laughs> no, not he was actually, yeah. He was, he was. He was. A quick follow-up question for you, Camp. Would you dare tell him to his face that he's not the best footballer? Chris Morgan? He'd probably yeah. agree with you, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, because he'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Chris Morgan would 100% agree and say, yeah, we're fucking shit, but we're off. Yeah, yeah. So, you, you, you won't mess with him. You won't mess with absolutely him. Absolutely not. I can yeah. remember my fondest memory of Chris Morgan is we were playing Reading and Stephen Hunt played for Reading and he was a right nasty little bastard. Yeah, horrible fucker yeah. he was. Uh, yeah, horrible, horrible little kid. Little kid. And, uh, and and he had a bit. He had a bit with Morgan. And at half time, Chris Morgan took his boot off and chased him down tunnel. <laughs> 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 I'll always remember it. Brilliant. You got to miss yeah, shit like football, haven't you? Yeah, yes, he's, he's a big, don't big, make guy, him like, big guy. Don't make him like that anymore. No, bring it back. Hard as nails. Aaron, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, having you on. Like I said, we'll re- we'll discuss and review your predictions next week on the review show. Um, but yeah, until then, mate, like I said, absolute pleasure. Look forward to speaking to you soon. And we'll be back shortly to discuss the divisional round in the NFL playoffs. Cheers for Aaron. Cheers, lads. Welcome back to episode 23 of Loaded Sport, where we're now going to start previewing the divisional round of the NFL season. We are down to just the Let's last... Let's go! I was going to say, we're down to the last uh, 16 teams. We're not down to the last 16 teams, we're down to the last eight teams, I can't count. <laughs> last eight <laughs> teams, eight teams, my math is shit. Last eight teams, there we go. Uh, we'll start with the locks, and after doing the wheel, the first name up was... Mr. Kemp, before you do say yours, actually, I've just got to say that after last week, we did decide that we could say the same as each other because there's only yeah. a few games to pick from. However, you can't pick the same scorer as somebody else. That's correct. So with that in mind, okay. take it away. Okay, no problem at all. Um, so I am going to go against all of my instincts and everything that I'm hoping oh, for. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know we know coming. The Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh, it breaks it, my fucking heart Ooh, to do so. Stinks that. It breaks <laughs> my heart to do so. Honest to God, it really Yeah, but but I look at the teams. Yeah, I look at the games. And I, I wish I did. I wish I did. But I look at the teams and I look at the games, and I just think it's the one that's kind of more clear cut than any others in my opinion looking at it from face value I, I disagree I was t- I was stuck on the Eagles or the 49ers I wasn't quite sure but I went with the Eagles in the end because you know I'm hoping that with my record of locks of the week that my lock will be wrong so I'm picking yeah, the true. Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> for that reason should okay. we uh, just end show there because I feel like that's just <laughs> yeah it's a bit of a uh, bombshell isn't it that I know. I just I, I I look at the Eagles' offense, and they do so. They just do things so well. They do so many good things so well, 
Um, and and we, we played really well against the, the Vikings. We deserved the win. But I just think the Eagles are a bit of a different kettle of fish. And, and I think it'll just be too much, especially away, you know, on the road at, the, at their stadium. Um, I think it'll just be a stretch too far. I tell you what is a, it is a crying shame that um, our old boy Mudge is not uh, no longer no longer with us on the on the air. He's not dead. He's not dead by the way. It's Ad on the air. He's busy. No longer with us. He's just got a busy life. <laughs> he's he a busy boy. Um, obviously, he's an Eagles fan as well. So I'd love to have had a conversation with you, pair on here today. But uh, obviously, he's he is a busy boy. Bless him. Yeah, well, uh, we'll be we're we're in Newcastle. I know we said we'd talk about, it, but we're in Newcastle all of us this weekend for a stag do, and uh, we'll be finding a sports bar to watch the game. So we'll get a we'll get a few of Mudge's thoughts on the result, whatever that might be, and you know what happened, and we'll we'll make sure to mention them. But yes, yeah, so, yeah that, I I suppose if anything, we've got to appreciate and acknowledge the fact uh, the fact that the the lengths that Kemp will go to to make sure that he gets a tick on the locks by yeah. by going against the one result that he doesn't want to happen this weekend. Literally, so, yeah, I'm, for, I'm, for... I'm I'm that desperate for a lock to come in. I'm just <laughs> yeah. willing to sink to the bottom of the barrel. If, you know, do you know what I mean? If 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 a terrorist organisation and, and a football team, I feel like it <laughs> at this point because I'm just so desperate. Jesus. Um, yeah, on, on that note, Addy, yeah, I, I exactly. get you. Um, up next on the wheel was myself, and I'm quite surprised that uh, this isn't who Kemp went for. And I'm going to go for the Chiefs to beat the yeah. Jags. Um, I think with everybody, it's kind of a unanimous thing, isn't it? Everyone's just expecting the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl from the AFC, and to do that, they've got to beat the Jags. And although the Jags did well to come back against the Chargers, the Chiefs are just a different level. And I think they're just going to have no problem seeing them off. I may as well. Uh, I may as well jump in here because um, because I'm, I'm next. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to wedge me saying in because I'm. Are, I'm are you next? You've got to respect the wheel. Are you? Yeah, next? but I'm. I'm just going to double down, mate. I'm, I'm also taking the Chiefs to beat the Jags. May as well just add that in. Well, I'll triple down then and say I've also got the Chiefs <laughs> to beat the Jags. Have you actually? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. When, I, uh, uh, go on. No, go on, mate. Go on. I was just going to say when Kemp says he were he was struggling between uh, the Niners and 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 uh, the Eagles for the most obvious. I, I was quite surprised at that because I, I, I think. Shall I tell you why? Shall I tell you go why on. I said that? Just go before on. you carry on, is I couldn't get the Jags' second half performance out of my head. I yeah. literally yeah. could not get it out of my head, and I would just thought I looked at that offense in the second half and how it was running, and I was just thinking. If they play like that, I can't see I can't see anyone stopping them. No, so maybe maybe it's just looking at that. Maybe it's just that little bit of bias as watching that second half and just thinking maybe you know, I can't you know I can't get that out of my head. But uh, yeah, yeah, carry on. Sorry. I, I just think no. I just think obviously going back to that that exact game, I, I, the Chargers are just a they're a soft team. They had a, they've got yeah. clearly got a soft yeah, coach. No, you're right. You're right. And, and I think they just cannot afford to get to that bad start against the Chiefs because they will not be able to make that up if they go if they go twenty odd. Points down early on. I don't care who they, who's on the other team. They, they ain't making that up. So yeah, I think Chiefs to beat the Jags. I would say personally, is probably the safest uh, safest one so far. Touchwood, obviously, you know, playoff football, anything can happen. But I, I would personally say Chiefs to beat the Jags is is the most sure thing this weekend. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my backup were the Niners, but I obviously stuck by the Chiefs. I don't know why I've written a backup for these when <laughs> yeah. the same I anyway. almost did the same. I started typing backup, but I'm like, oh wait, just delete that. <laughs> well, to be fair, Aggie, didn't you do that last week when I picked the Niners and you went, oh, I'll go like someone else then? Yeah, no, I think I went. Um, that one me went. Uh, I, the week I, picked the Bills. I think I went Bengals yeah. to beat Ravens, didn't I? 
Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I completely agree with everything you just said there, Sam. If we're going with locks, the, conf- the result we're most confident in, it, it's the Chiefs for me. Same. Okay, um, as the wheel did go, it was Sam next, followed well, by let's Skin last. So, uh, Skin, uh, you get to go first. I thought we set up there, had I? Well, no, 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 no. The wheel did show it Sam next, next, followed by Skin. When you jump- yeah. So it were when you, you jumped next, in, you it right was your to jump go. in, but yeah, but I've jumped in. So no, it, the wheel yes, said you were, you were next anyway. Right to jump in, it was your, it was your pick. Adam never said who's go it was. You oh, just said I'll jump in here. I've got, I've got look at it. I just realised if I had did leapfrog you, then on some, yeah, I'd, yeah, could have fixed an old there, silly boy. Uh, <laughs> okay, scorer. Wait, no. wait, skin, it's me. skin. How is it? Are you fucking <laughs> right, 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 right? Everyone, I'm going to bed. Everyone stop. Right. You jumped in. Aggie had never said who was next up when you jumped in and it turned out you were next up anyway. Oh, yeah, so which course. means I was after that, which means yeah. I'm next up first yeah. for the yeah. next one. Yeah. We're good? I've got you. We're I've good. Got you. Well, we've let's got you. go. Who's had a can this week? Um, <laughs> Not me. So as I said, as you said, Aggie, we're, we're picking separate scorers and, and as I said, I've not back to well, I've not picked a backup because I'm very confident that even if I was last, this player wouldn't be picked, but we'll see. So I'm going to go for a player that this season is tied 18th for receptions. He is 14th for receiving yards. That's receiving yards, to so give you a little hint there. And he is 10th for plays of 20 or plus yards. He is a player that has the same amount of touchdowns as uh, Justin Jefferson and Jalen Waddell, and he has more touchdowns than Tyreek Hill. He is playing against a defence that has allowed the most passing touchdowns in the regular season and playing with a quarterback that is likely to have to throw hard to keep up with the team that they are playing. So my pick for scorer this week is Christian Kirk to like score it. a touchdown for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, mm, like that. Uh, Sam, you're next. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to be absolutely boring and just uh, go with the guy that everybody, every man is dog backs. I'm going to go for CMC. <laughs> um, is he obviously playing Dallas? Um I think that could potentially be the game of the weekend. I think Dallas were very, very good against the Bucks. Fantastic, mate. Uh, They they afforded to miss, what, four field goals? Uh, Four extra extra points, points, yeah. Yeah, so they need to sort the kicker out, first and foremost, Dallas do. Um, And I I think it's going to be an absolute shooter. I know the Niners have got the number one defence in all of football, so there is that side to it, but I think... I think it's going to be an absolute thriller. It's a proper NFC matchup in it that you see the Niners logo and the the, the, the star. Yeah, old um, school legacies. Pure, yeah, pure old school football. That, and I, I think it's going to be an absolute show out. And I think CMC will bag. Okay. Like um, I wrote three down, knowing that I'd at least be able to choose one. So I'm surprised to have two of them left. Yes, CMC's. The you one say that. Gone. What if you were last on the wheel and all three of those have been picked? You know the funny thing is, I know who Ag's about to pick. Do you? Oh. I know. Oh, man, I, I really want to know. Do you put it on the re- put it on record. I'm, on, I'm, get it on record. I'm closing the app. So if you want to send it in Facebook, no, I'm just say it. Say it. Tell me if I'm right or wrong. Go you're on. going for Miles Sanders. Me? Yeah. No. He's not even one of my three. Wow. Miles Sanders was your boy in the season. Yeah, he was. No, no, no. My boy in the season is who I'm going for. Okay. I'm going for Jerick McKinnon. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, fair. Of course it is. Of course it is. Should have known. Um, he is actually third on my list, but I'm going to go with him as my backup anyway. Uh, the Chiefs against the Jags. I think it's going to be a very cruised victory for the Chiefs. And Jerick McKinnon just gets so involved in that offense. I can't see a situation where he doesn't score for them. So I'm standing by uh, my boy and going for Jerick McKinnon. 
You think it's going to be comfortable, do you, Chiefs? I think it's going to be comfortable, yeah. I think it's it's going to be similar to how San Fran finished the game with us. I think there's going to be some that aren't even like first choices that are going to be uh, finishing that game. Wow, wow. I, I don't agree with that myself. I think it will be a, t- a pretty close game, but I do think I do think Chiefs will come out on top. So it's the difference between the Chiefs and the Chargers, though. Don't forget, as fantastic as that Jags win was, they were getting absolutely battered. And if that happens again on Saturday yeah, evening, I agree. Chiefs aren't a team that are going to let Chiefs them back into outside, it. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Okay, Kemp, over to you. I'm going to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs and I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey. Yes, top boy. It'll be an... I've, I've, I know I've not backed the Chiefs to to win. I think they will on record, but I just... Again, I've, we've been through our locks. Um, but what I do think it'll be is a very high-scoring game regardless. And I think so. Travis Kelsey is, you know, the not if if not the main focal point of that offense, very close to it. Um, and I can't see him not getting involved in a uh, in in a touchdown. So uh, Travis Kelsey for me. I like it. Uh, my backup didn't go in the end. I did have someone from the Eagles, so I went for AJ Brown as my backup. Mm. Yeah, I did look at myself. Who uh, was your number one, Aggie? CMC. Oh, okay, fair enough. Get him. Um, but obviously didn't use him. Okay, wild card time. Kemp, you kick us off. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so I did deliberate over this one. Um, but in the end, I've gone with the Cincinnati Bengals mm, to beat the Buffalo Bills. Like it. Um, yeah, I, I think I mentioned before on the podcast that I, I don't think Josh Allen is, is quite the same as, as he was. Seems a little bit more erratic. Um, is that because they've lost you know, their offensive coordinator, the best head coach in the National Football League, mm-hmm. perhaps? Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like the, the the Bengals are a a really good football team, and um, uh, and I don't think the Bills have quite been at the level that people expected them to be in the season and, and now in the postseason. So I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to going to come out with a win. So they're my wild card. That's what I've got first of all. Now I'm stuck in two minds whether to stick by that or go for the team I've got as my backup. Ooh, it's up to you, mate. I think I'm going to go for my backup. Oh, here we go. And the reason why these were down as my backup is because I honestly thought Kemp was taking them as his wild card. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Giants to beat the Eagles. Oh, the, who, the who, who? Sorry. Excuse me. The whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not the really who? sure. I don't. The I'm New sure York football Giants. There it is. There it is. Sell the fucker to beat the Eagles. <laughs> um, tell me, tell me why. Why are the Giants going to beat the Eagles? It's similar sort of thing, isn't it? I mean, the Eagles have had that bye week and the Giants are just so confident. They, they played so well um, in wildcard weekend against the Vikings. And I think against the Eagles, it's one of them games, isn't it? It's uh, NFC East. Both sides played each other twice already this year. The Giants are already going to have a bit behind them where they want to get back at the Eagles. And I, I saw Skin post something. I think it was Skin that posted it the other day that every time the Giants have won a game in the playoffs, they've won the big one. So yeah. why bloody not? Well, bloody not indeed, Adam. I hope you're right. <laughs> Me too. And wants to switch it now. <laughs> um, I'm surprised Kemp didn't go for Giants as his wildcard because then he couldn't lose either way. So that's, <laughs> that's true. That I'm not true. sure what the rules that. are on that, but no, I we make them as we go along with these rules anyway, don't we? Uh, right, Sam, up next for the wildcard. Yeah, so I essentially have got the exact same two as you as, as my, uh, my first choice and backup. And I will stick with my first choice and I'm going to go with the Bengals to beat the Bills. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking, obviously, with everything that's gone off in the Bills, could it be one game too much emotionally? Um, let's let's be absolutely clear. If Tua 
was playing for the Dolphins last week, I genuinely believe the Dolphins win that game. I agree. Definitely. They couldn't get the offense working at all. Couldn't get started. Yeah. They had so many poor penalties that get it away towards the end, delay games and all that. I honestly think the Dolphins have have them in that game, um, and I just think then Kemp's absolutely right. Um, Josh Allen is not playing to the level that we all predicted preseason that he would play, and I for that reason I'm going to take Joey Joey Brr because I think he's ice cold when it comes to these situations. I think they're going to have too much to them, too much for them, and they'll beat the Bills. Go Tigers. Okay, and uh, last of all, skin. Just before we, just just before you jump into that, because I know that's obviously wrapping up the show. Um, going on to my usual, usual seven. Oh, is that skin? Is his prediction? Yeah, you are. You do not want me to fucking do anything. I hate you tonight, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) I Thought it's taking away to end the show. Carry on. No, mate. uh, My wild card. Um, well, we've only. I think we're gonna have to have a discussion in the week, lads, for how we're gonna do the uh, the locks and wild cards for NFL next week with only two matchups. But I suppose yeah. we could still do it. Um, so it's tough because we've got four teams to pick from, haven't we? We've got Dallas Cowboys to beat San Francisco, which I don't think will happen. Uh, we've got Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Chiefs, which, as you can tell by our lock or three of our locks, I don't think will happen. So we're stuck between Bengals and Giants, and. As much as I'd love to see Kemp in the flesh going absolutely mad about in tears, telling us about how playoff DJs and new playoff Eli and they're going to win it all, and I just can't see it happening. Um, so mm-hmm. I suppose the 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 wild card or the 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 least favoured team that I'm most confident in winning is the Cincinnati Bengals for similar reasons to what Sam said there. The Demar Hamlin you know health issue was during a game between Bills and Bengals only only what three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. So it's, you know, I wasn't really deep into the game for us to get a good sort of eye on where those teams were at against each other, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, Joey B in the playoffs, he's got an 80% win rate. He's won four games, his own last one, which was the Super Bowl last year. And Josh Allen, like we've said, didn't look at his best last week and Dolphins probably would have won if they had their first choice quarterback in. So, yeah, that's the one that, to be honest, I've only got any kind of confidence in happening. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll join Sam and Kemp in going for the Bengals to win on uh, Sunday afternoon or, or Sunday evening, should I say? I've just got a question on the back of that then, because you've both mentioned that if Tua starts the game for the Dolphins, they beat the Bills. There's been arguments that if Lamar started the game for the Ravens, they beat the Bengals. Would you not have the same sort of argument for going for the Bills up against the Bengals? It's it is definitely there to debate, I guess. Um... Tyler Huntley is it played very well actually. Huntley, I don't think he, he yeah. didn't really do too much wrong. Um, he had a, a couple of big runs, so I think comparing Huntley to Skylar Thompson, I think is night and day. Tyler uh, Skylar Thompson just could not get going at all. Yeah. For, obviously, for, for you know, fair enough. It's in playoffs. It's hard. it is a hard game for a rookie just to get landed in that spot and just you know tell him to go and win in um, in Buffalo. Uh, but but I think. Huntley was completely different. He looked he looked okay, and I think he was just beaten by a better team and obviously coaching decisions at the time when they were on third down, went for the reach over the goal line, got fumble return, as the rest is history, as they say. So I think it is slightly different comparing the two because I do think Huntley just played well. It weren't like Huntley threw a stinker and, you know, if, if Lamar had been there, he might have dragged him over the edge, but, you know, you, you don't know, as you say. 
Okay, so with it being uh, the divisional round, I think we're best off now looking through the scores and just giving a prediction similar to what we did with the wild card, just giving a, a score prediction for each of the games. We're going to start with the early-ish game, 9.30 start on uh, Saturday, the Chiefs against the Jags. Um, Sam, we'll start with you. Chiefs by 10. Okay, Kemp. Chiefs by seven. Skin. Chiefs by seventeen. Oh, I'm gonna go Chiefs by twenty-one. Oh my god. Jesus. So yeah, I think it's gonna be a clear runaway win for the Chiefs. Um, up next, the Eagles against the oh, Giants. God. Oh, I can't wait to get skin. Yeah, skin start. Eagles, Giants. Eagles. Oh, I'm so sorry, Kemp. Eagles by Three. Oh god, that's agonizing. Sam. Oh fuck. Fuck 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 fuck. Fuck 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 fuck. Giants by one. Oh, oh shit. Wow. The <laughs> Fucking hell. My headset just were... fell off. Can I just say, because again, as I say, we are in Newcastle with Mudge and Cam. I'm watching it live. Imagine uh, Jags versus Chargers, but that's oh. what happens in, in, in Giants or Jags in that situation. There you go. Kemp's now. wrecking Casino, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go, go uh, Eagles <laughs> by six. Okay. So, Kemp? The Eagles by three. Well, Fucking, I'm lone wolf in it. I'm lone wolf in Right, up next, the Sunday game at 8 o'clock. The Bills Sunday. against the Bengals. Sam? Yeah, so obviously these are my wild card. And oh, wild. Don't matter, mate. I... Giants are my wild card. And I've still got Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling that, to be honest. I'm feeling that. Um, I am going to go... No, fuck it. I'm going to go Bengals by three. Okay, Kemp? Bengals by seven. Skin? Bengals by four. Oh, my God. Ooh, baby. I was going to go Bengals by seven as well, so I'm going to go Bengals by six, just to be different. Clear yeah. sweep. Still wow, with, uh, that's Bengals. really surprised me. That's that. crazy. Really, really surprised me. The two-to-one Bengals are... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just the, got that, that experience, haven't they? The last one then in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers against the Dallas Cowboys skin. Oh, it's a tough really one, open, it? Yeah, it's so hard because like you said, Sam, Cowboys were absolutely brilliant. I've I've since the midway point I've had San Fran making the Super Bowl, so I'd got to stick with me. Got to Yeah, I I, I am I don't, ah, right, okay. Yes, I'll stick with Niners. And I think Cowboys bottle it, and it's by fourteen. Oh dear, that's not what I was expecting. What did you just say? Niners by fourteen. Okay. You thought it said forty, didn't you? Well, I thought he said Cowboys to begin with. Oh, um, Niners by fourteen. I said I went Niners, and then Cowboys bottle it by fourteen. Right. Okay. Um, Kemp. Niners by six. Sam. I'm struggling. I really am struggling with this one. It's a close one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Should be a great game. 
Uh, mm. Yeah. When, when's this on? On the Sunday schedule? night, Sunday, eleven thirty. Unfortunately, yeah, we're going to be tired one, Monday morning. Yeah. Well, I'll say that one of them because we'll be knackered from Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them. Or, or, I'll just say the first quarter goes on, or, or I'll just get to half time next minute. Yeah. Fucking balls deep three, in the third quarter. <laughs> three hours late deal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Niners, Cowboys. Oh, God, that's so tough. I'm gonna say Niners by four. Mm. I'm gonna go with Niners by the single point. Ooh. Between the two. Uh, that is all the divisional games. This time next week, we'll go through uh, the conference games as well. Uh, but lads, thanks very much. Championship weekend, mate. It is, yeah. The conference Can't championships, the championship just weekend, before, however you want to... Just before you wrap up, obviously, I did jump into skin. <laughs> 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 in skin uh, just uh, on, the, on the, obviously, the, the, the betting that we normally do on the locks. Um, I have gone, decided to chuck uh, Mr. Lords in, and I've gone with adding Plymouth to the, um, to the what is a sevenfold. So that's Chef United, Chef Wednesday, Plymouth, Man City, Colchester. Oh, that Colchester pick's going to give me fucking fits in it. Um... <laughs> The Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles, obviously, we've all piled on the um, on the Chiefs there, and that brings it just a smidge under fourteen to one. Please bet responsibly. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I assume because we're together for the Chef Wednesday game and the Chiefs game, that if they both come in, you're going to buy me a pint. <laughs> Why not, mate? Why not? <laughs> if, as long as it the Acker wins. Oh, as long as the whole Acker wins. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, fair. Lads, thank you very much. That is all we've got time for. Um, make sure you're following us on social media. Skin? Uh, yeah, Loaded Sport on Facebook. You can also join our Loaded Sport community forum. Just uh, well, type that in and, and request to join. Um, TikTok, got some really good content going on there at the moment and the numbers as well. That's at Loaded Sport. It's the same on Twitter as well, where Sam is... Uh, feisty and fiery and uh, putting out some good stuff on there as well um, Instagram at loaded underscore sports and if you want to listen to us it's loaded sport on Spotify and or YouTube there we go we'll see you on uh, on, Monday, on Tuesday let's go G-Men <laughs>